0: As we continue our third week under a state of emergency in Virginia, there is an increasing call from local officials for further restrictions on movement and everyday activity to help prevent the spread of COVID-19.
1: Communities where flare-ups are happening are ones where they are not instituting a stay at home.
2: The letter to the governor was asking for the governor to um, state explicitly, use the words, stay in your home, um, to make that a mandate and an order.
0: In response, Governor Ralph Northam said he's been clear that people are to do just that. I
3: think if you go back and listen to my comments,
0: uh, not only from
3: today, but from previous days, I have said repeatedly, stay at home.
0: On today's show, we'll feature more of that conversation. But the important thing is that we all must make sure we limit our contact with others.
4: We know it is spread further in the community than the numbers indicate right now.
0: It is Saturday, March 28th, 2020. The Virginia Department of Health has just released new numbers. As of 9 a.m., there are 739 known cases of COVID-19 out of 9,166 people tested, with 99 hospitalizations. There are 17 deaths. Just as I post this, the Thomas Jefferson Health District has released local numbers for March 28th and the numbers here are currently 42 cases in the region, including 21 in Albemarle County and 10 in Charlottesville. Continue to assume that these numbers are probably actually higher than they really are. The numbers continue to increase each day, and the best way to keep them from growing is to follow social distancing protocol. Here's Governor Northam from yesterday's briefing.
3: This virus clearly spreads when people gather together. I can't repeat myself enough. Virginians, you need to stay at home. If you do not have to leave your home, you should not leave your home. If you have to get a necessity or if you are in a job that you have to be there in person, then go out to do those things. If you need air, walk around the block or want to go to a local park for a jog, remember social distancing and staying six feet apart.
0: The odds of contracting COVID-19 increase with every exposure to another human who could already be infected and spreading the virus unknown. Each one of us who is able to stay at home is doing our part to keep those numbers as low as possible for as long as possible.
3: If we don't stay home, if we act like this doesn't apply to us, we will literally see more cases. We'll see our hospitals overwhelmed. It is up to each and every one of us to do our part to save the lives of our neighbors, our friends, and our family.
0: I want to acknowledge right here that there are many of you out there who still have jobs and who still have to go to work. I have had at least two people tell me they are concerned that they're going to be fired if they don't go to work on Monday. They're scared of putting themselves at risk for what they consider as non-essential. Their bosses think otherwise. Now, I don't have the answers on any of that, but I know that there's a lot of stories out there. And if you have them, I want them. Before we continue, please consider sending in your voice on a recorded message. Details are at the end of the show. We're a community, and we need to hear each other's voices. The city of Charlottesville seems to understand this. On Thursday, March 26th, Their communications office debuted a twice-weekly series designed to get information to people about the city's operations during the COVID-19 crisis. The first guest was Dr. Teron Richardson, Charlottesville's city manager.
5: I want everyone to know in our community that we are still open uh, for business. And although we don't have everyone in City Hall or in our surrounding facilities uh, at the desk, we still have folks working uh, remotely.
0: Charlottesville Mayor Nakia Walker was the other guest on the show. The closure of schools and public gathering spaces are just two ways that social distancing is being implemented. She understands it's taking a toll on people.
2: So social distancing is just, you know, stay away from people you don't have to come in contact with. That is a very hard thing. We're um, social beings. We want to be near and next to people. We want to communicate. We thrive off the energy. Um, of others, some of us more than others, and it's important um, for now that we only come in contact with people that we absolutely have to, and that we only come to go into spaces that we absolutely have to um, enter into.
0: Is the trip you're going on really necessary? Walker urges people to go to grocery stores as little as possible and to minimize contact. All it takes is being in any place at the wrong time.
2: You could walk out of, into a grocery store while someone else is walking out of, and a sneeze, it could be that simple, that um, you um, breathe that in and then you're dealing with a potential um, infection.
0: It is likely that some of us are infected. Some of us may develop symptoms. The COVID-19 virus seems to be affecting people in different ways, something to be expected when an organism, previously unknown to humanity, is suddenly potentially anywhere. On March 29th, Wednesday, City Council sent a letter to Governor Northam asking for him to do more to make people stay at home. Here's Dr. Richardson.
5: What we were basically asking is to put more in place uh, so that we would have uh, more teeth, so to speak, in terms of uh, enforcement, as well as trying to provide um, our community with more guidelines in terms of what they should do in order for them to remain safe Uh, THROUGHOUT THESE uh, TRYING TIMES.
2: THE LETTER TO THE GOVERNOR WAS ASKING FOR THE GOVERNOR TO um, STATE EXPLICITLY, USE THE WORDS, STAY IN YOUR HOME. um, TO MAKE THAT A MANDATE AND AN ORDER AND TO BE MORE CLEAR ABOUT THE GUIDELINES um, BY WHICH PEOPLE LEAVE THEIR HOME. AND NOT LEAVE IT SO OPEN-ENDED FOR CITIZENS TO BE ABLE TO CHOOSE ON THEIR OWN.
0: The debut of the new Seville 360 show was attended by several dozen on Zoom and dozens of others watched on Facebook. They also had about 30 minutes to ask questions about prisoner releases and the possibility for rent forgiveness. Some of that will end up on future versions of this show. But for now, Walker kept telling the viewers to be mindful that this is a new experience for everyone going through it.
2: None of us dealt with this the last time we dealt with it as a world in 1918. So all of us, this is a new experience, we're going to be learning um, as we go.
0: Since the Seaville 360 show aired, Charlottesville has closed parking areas at Penn Park, Tonsler Park, McIntyre Park and Washington Park to discourage people from gathering in groups. If people still gather, the city will take steps to close those parks entirely. I move the the board adopt emergency ordinance number 20-E parent 2. Second. Second. The Albemarle Second. County Board of Supervisors met on the morning of Friday, March twenty seventh, to adopt a continu- to adopt a continuity of government ordinance which allows them to meet remotely with limitations. This may be one of their last in-person votes for a while.
1: Ms. Malik? Yes. Ms. McKeel? Yes. Ms. Palmer? Yes. Ms. Price? Aye. Mr. Galloway? Yes. Ms. LePisto curtly. Aye.
0: The continuity ordinance allows for essential government functions to keep going. This justifies ongoing operations of the government. It also sets up provisions for how supervisors and top county staff would be replaced if they can't continue to do their work. I encourage you to read the details, which are in the show notes. How long will this ordinance last? Here's County Attorney Greg Kampner.
4: The duration right now is 60 days. Once the board adopts the permanent ordinance, by state law, it can continue for up to six months after the disaster. So we will tie that into when the various levels of declarations of emergency are lifted. Um, And we will hope to resume normal operations
0: and authority as soon as possible. When will that be? What will that look like?
4: It starts with the county executive coming to the board and reporting that all of the emergency actions that can be taken have been taken, Uh, the governor lifting the state of emergency and a a statement from the state health commissioner to the effect that it is uh, safe for people to uh,
0: gather again. Now back to the topic of whether Virginia is doing enough to enforce the stay at home provision. On Monday, Governor Northam issued Executive Order 53, which closed schools, gatherings of more than 10 people, and closed in-person restaurants, as well as other restrictions. Supervisor Ann Malik said she has received many requests from constituents who want the county to do more to stop people from interacting.
1: What I'm hearing from physicians are feeling that they are completely undermined in their ability to do their job and keep ahead of things because of the 10-person gathering business. Mm -hmm. And it leaves so much available for individual interpretation and creates Mm -hmm. impossibility for enforcement in a real reality sense. Communities where flare-ups are happening are ones where they are not instituting a Mm stay-at-home. We are no different than any place else. We are going to get it if we don't really clamp down as fast as we can, as firmly as we can.
0: Supervisor Donna Price said everyone must realize that we are not in a time where it is business as usual.
4: And we have got to go much more into shelter in place, um, stay at home, um, avoid contact as much as possible.
0: Supervisor Palmer said she had been seeing people gather, but said many are now getting the message.
2: I have started to see a slowdown of that. Um, I, I hate to say young people, but it seems to be a young person thing, Um, but I think that um, they are starting to get
0: the the word now that it's
2: pretty clear that young people are dying also.
0: On Friday, Governor Northam announced that 16 percent of cases in Virginia are in people in their 20s. On Saturday, that figure remained about the same as the Virginia Department of Health released new numbers. Like Charlottesville, Albemarle has been taking steps to restrict public gatherings in parks, This week, Albemarle shut down the recreational area at Sugar Hollow in order to stop groups from congregating there. Further actions will likely be done to ensure that people do what they can to limit transmission. Earlier in the week, Supervisor Malik said she had a grandparent who died during the pandemic of 1918 and 1919. He was one of the 675,000 Americans who died back then, when about a third of the world was infected. We're in a very similar time now. Malik said many deaths that may come in the next few months will be because the medical system is overwhelmed.
1: People perhaps don't think that they're at risk. But if our hospitals cannot cope with the cases, if you have a heart attack or you slip and fall or you have any other non-COVID-19 related medical need, there will not be room in the hospital for you. And I'm sorry to be brutal about this, but this is where people have to stop being selfish about their daily activities and understand that we are all in this and we've got to take it seriously.
0: And it's a very serious time. More than likely, tough decisions are going to have to be made by medical personnel all across the country. It's happening right now in New York City. Supervisor Price.
4: I saw that major hospital systems across the country are already issuing policies that will affect how they're going to treat people, which basically is if you're aged, if you have diabetes, if you have respiratory issues, or you're you're not going to be offered a ventilator. Mm -hmm. And if you're on a ventilator and you're not recovering fast enough, they're going to take you off that ventilator and give it to someone who has a better chance of living. And those individuals who are not going to be treated are simply going to be medication to make the end of their life as less painful as possible. And that's what we're facing if we don't do our part to prevent the spread.
1: That's battlefield trio. It is. It is. That's exactly what it is. It is. Yeah.
0: That last voice you heard was Supervisor Diantha McKeel. Just before the meeting ended, Malik asked Fire and Rescue Chief Dan Eggleston for a status report on Personal Protective Equipment, PPE. Let's hear the exchange. The news isn't good for the long term
1: something I'm really concerned about as I hear first responders getting exposed all over the country. So,
0: Um, excuse me.
5: <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, is your question particularly about training for personal protective equipment? Right,
1: and how, how how they're engaging. I know Costas was on TV the other day talking just to, to alert the community. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid when you see somebody show up at your door fully masked because it's to keep our germs to ourselves and yours to yourself and we're, making we're, people aware.
5: Thank you for that question. We're very concerned about our supply of personal protective equipment. Uh, we put in um, requests through the state of Virginia uh, Department of Emergency Management for additional supplies, but I've heard that's a six- to eight-week lead time before we're going to get anything. So we're, we're um, evaluating all stock across the county. We're considering alternatives if we were to run out um, and trying to develop contingency plans um, should that happen.
0: Eggleston said the county is also working with UVA to streamline the process so that PPE is not wasted.
5: Right now I think that uh, we're okay for the next uh, few weeks. Uh, we're really monitoring our burn rate, that's the amount of equipment that we personal equipment that we use uh, on a daily basis, and we're trying to project out what time we would run out. So that's what we're working on is mm-hmm. the contingency plan, if that were to happen.
1: Have you had any response from local construction companies or anybody providing some of their supplies to you all yet?
5: Mm-hmm. We do. We have um, just recently some, uh, a response from CFA. They had a stock left over. Um, One thing we're also trying to do is we're trying to support the long-term care facilities. They're also dangerously low Mm -hmm. on supplies, so we're working with the health department on that. That's a different channel, but also they may be in a case where they're running out as well.
0: We all should be concerned about this, and you can help amplify the work that others are doing to try to get supplies to places that need them locally. One place to go is supportseaville.com to get details on Equip Seaville, which is accepting drop-offs of supplies at Champion Brewery in downtown Charlottesville. There'll be something about this in the show notes today. Make sure you check the details before you stop by, and please use sanitary practices if you leave the house. Northam held another briefing on March 27th after Albemarle's supervisors had met. Would he further amend Executive Order 53? He didn't say anything that he hadn't said before. Localities
3: have full authority to enforce these orders, and I expect them to do so.
0: Two reporters pressed Northam about this topic during the question and answer period. The March 27th briefing was the first time the governor took questions from reporters from elsewhere across the Commonwealth. Let's hear those questions and the answers in their entirety. We're
2: now going to turn to the phones. The conference is now in talk mode. All right, Tracy Agnew. Hello. Thank you for taking our questions on the phone. My
4: question is: Are, are any more restrictive closures or closures that were shut down being considered at this time?
3: The question is: Are, are more shutdowns or restrictions uh, uh, being considered? We, as I've said uh, throughout this process, we uh, are, are looking at this as a very dynamic situation. Uh, it changes literally hourly. Uh, we, we monitor that. Uh, and make decisions as that we think are appropriate. Uh, so uh, the guidelines that we have in place uh, as of today will continue. Uh, if we need to make modifications, we will. But uh, as of today, nothing is changing. But more specifically,
4: if staying at home is the most important thing for Virginians, why not issue a stay-at-home order?
3: Uh, the question is, why not uh, issue a stay-at-home order? I, uh, Kate, uh, we're talking semantics here. Uh, we're talking about how to enforce this. I, I think if you go back and listen to my comments, uh, not only from today, but from previous days, I have said repeatedly, stay at home unless it's essential that you get out. Um, so that's what we'll continue to to uh, say. That's what our guidelines will be. Um, if you. You know, if you look at whether this is a shelter at home, if it's a shutdown, it's a lockdown, uh, however you want to describe it, we're all, all the excuse me, all the states are given the same direction, and that is to stay at home.
0: Now, let's have a little bit more on whether we're ready for a wave of hospitalizations and further outbreaks. Northam said Virginia does not have enough PPE or testing materials, in part because of supply chain problems in the countries that manufacture them. This is a pandemic, after all, and every place in the world is dealing with multiple crises at the same time. Here, one of those is a federalism crisis, where a president has been slow to invoke federal authority, and has publicly denied help in some cases. Northam and other governors want federal action to nationalize production and distribution of PPE.
3: We're all out there bidding, literally, against each other. Here in Virginia, We're bidding against our own hospital systems, other states, and the federal government. And the federal government is bidding against 100 other countries around the world. The governors on that call repeatedly said that production and distribution of PPE really must be managed at the federal level.
0: Virginia's economic development officials have been working with Virginia companies to ramp up production of masks and other PPE. Northam said some donations have already come in.
3: We're testing those to see what medical grade they are, so we can assess how best to use them. And we're working with Virginia-based manufacturers to produce more masks and equipment in real time. Every state is doing the same thing. We're all trying to get our manufacturers to produce this equipment. But again, this really has to be solved at the national level.
0: Before we conclude the program today, I want to again acknowledge that there are many people out there risking exposure to COVID-19 to keep things going. We couldn't do it without you. And we're going to better understand that as we keep telling these stories. Northam also recognized the people who are out there as well.
3: I want to recognize the incredible service of all of our frontline workers. Our hospital workers, nurses, doctors, The greeters, everyone working in a hospital setting, our first responders, our grocery workers who are trying to keep us supplied, our truckers, there are a lot of folks serving the public right now and we need them to keep our society moving forward. We also need to keep them and their families safe and healthy.
4: Here's how I am doing.
0: Finally today, you're listening to Frank Dukes of Charlottesville, relearning an old tune on piano as a way of keeping himself mentally healthy. These uncertain times are stressful to all of us, but Frank and others are turning to music and other forms of expression while they're at home in quarantine. We're in the third week of an emergency that is causing many of us to rethink what we do. Many of us are out of work. Some of us are working but don't feel it's safe. Medical personnel, well... We're going to tell their story. Each one of us has a story right now, and I want to hear yours. I especially want to hear from people who have to go out, who have to work. Drop me a line at wordcast at gmail.com to set up an interview or send me a voice recording from your phone. You can be anonymous. I know we all want answers right now in these uncertain times, and we have more answers than we did two weeks ago. There are also a lot of questions, too, and I'll ask as many as I can try to get you answers. I'll be back by Monday morning with another installment of the program. I'm Sean Tubbs and thanks for listening.